Hello, and welcome to Season of the Bitch, the podcast that wants to wish you a Happy New Year! Happy New Year! (laughs) (laughs) Today we have Zoe, Kellen, Laura, and Walida. Yay! This week, we're doing a New Year's special to ring in 2020. We're currently recording on New Year's Eve um, because what would the coven rather do than talk to each other on New Year's Eve? Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> yeah, no. We're going to be asking each other some questions to reflect and maybe talk about resolutions or otherwise discuss the 2010s and upcoming 2020s. Uh, we're going to get a little witchy, do some New Year's astrology tarot and we'll be finishing off with a very special request from a listener so stay tuned till the end yeah um i thought it would be nice to kick us off by starting a little bit talking a little bit about the idea of the new year and of a new decade um because it feels like just like constantly hanging over our heads for the last like month honestly has been like what have you done in the last year what have you done in the last decade like in a way that can be kind of not fun actually um especially if like this year this decade have been a bit of a disappointment for you or if you feel like you haven't been as productive or accomplished as much as you would like to setting aside obviously that productivity is a capitalist lie designed to squeeze the life out of you um, maybe this will help or it'll just be interesting or um, maybe I'm just like a real fucking nerd and no one gives a shit about this stuff but I'm gonna <laughs> share it anyway so like first of all the fact that our year is 365 days or if we're getting technical 365.25 days um, which is why we have a it's why we have a leap year <laughs> So I got that leap year every four years. Got to make up that 0.25 days. Um, so it's like a matter of chance. Guys, I told you, I was a real fucking nerd, okay? Um, we know so, you are. Yeah, yeah. So if we think about it, if our planet rotated faster, like if it turned on its axis more quickly, the days would be shorter. It would take a shorter amount of time for the sun to be at its peak like and then go all the way around to the sun being at its peak again at one point place on the earth um and the year might be 400 days long even if the year was actually the same amount of time um and i was thinking about this i was talking to friend of the pod and scientist tamara pico last night about this stuff and she also to one of the coven's best friends no big deal <laughs> <laughs> we truly love to see it <laughs> um, yeah, she. so she wanted me, I, was, I told her we were recording this episode, and she was like, oh, you have to tell them th- about this. Um, so translating from Tamara, a couple of billion years ago, the Earth actually did rotate on its axis way faster than it does now, because over time, the Earth's tides have slowly dissipated some of the energy that keeps the planet swirling around. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So Tamara told me to just quote she told me this, quote, just say tidal dissipation. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. So she sent me a scientific paper explaining it, which I also <laughs> didn't understand. Uh, but then she also sent me one paragraph with the relevant stuff highlighted, yes. which I didn't 
understand kind of and which I just summarized for you yes. I understand exactly how she's like one of your best friends yes <laughs> yes <laughs> this makes so much sense for you yes oh well yes um so shout out to the moon for making the days longer than they used to be two billion years ago and also shout out to the moon for making astrology possible um Another thing to think about is that if we were zooming around the sun just slightly more slowly, a year would be longer. So we could keep the same rotational speed on our axis, but if we're revolving at a slower pace, we could have a 400-day-long year with the same length days. So it's basically just like essentially scientific happenstance that we added ended up with the solar calendar that we have. Um, so if you're like, this year has been a shit show, just think in a different parallel universe your day or your year might have been like 25 days longer and maybe the next 25 days will be the best 25 days of your life it's all random finally to think about a decade and actually zoe you might appreciate this saying that it makes sense that tamra is my best friend that, that <laughs> some information about my upbringing because this is the kind of shit my mother and i talked about like she would talk to me about it like when she said goodnight to me, we would, like, when I was, like, seven, I have a distinct memory of having the conversation we're about to have in bed with my mom at night at age seven. The fact <laughs> that a decade matters is a basically, like, a product of the fact that, obviously, we have a base 10 system. That's our, our number system is base 10. And the fact that it's base 10 is basically just a product of our having 10 fingers. If instead of having five fingers on every hand, we had six fingers on every hand, we'd probably have a base 12 system. A decade would be 12 years, and our 20s would be two years longer, which just sounds terrible. And anyway, yeah, what I'm saying yes, yeah, yeah. A decade is a social construct. The length of a year is an accent of ge geologic science. You don't need to give a shit if you haven't done what you thought you'd do by this point in your life. Um, and in conclusion, time is fake. Be gay. Do crimes. Thank oh, you. Oh, my God. I literally said be gay. Do crimes to my mom a couple days ago. And she was like, <laughs> what? And then she turned to my brother, who is also gay, and is like, well, do you believe in this? And Kyle was like, please do not include me in this conversation right now. <laughs> um, well, for our history buff, are there, like, isn't there also a thing where it's like, this is the Gregorian calendar or some shit? Like, the way we are measuring time and stuff like that is different than even within recent human existence. Yes. Yeah, I actually thought about getting into that and then was like, Kellen, you have to choose between talking about the Gregorian calendar and talking about base 10. No, like, I think we got, I think we choice. need both. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen, I understand that decision making because for my astrology segment coming up later, I had to decide if I wanted to talk about like the planets moving into new signs or planets retrograding so I understand those difficult decisions that we make to not bore our audience no but the thing is <laughs> as fair. a co-host I want to learn these things so what the hell <laughs> <laughs> well Laura yes. to answer your question yes we're functioning under the Gregorian calendar which is an invention or not an invention but is an institution of um, the Catholic Church that was introduced like just over 500 years ago so the specific like calendar that we use 
is very new. But like people have been celebrating the new year for literally millennia. Because if you think about it, like right. knowing how, like what time of year it is is obviously super important for any society that's like, like growing crops, for any society that's dependent on like migratory animals for food, like keeping track of time in the context of like the Earth's rotation um, on its axis and its um, wait yeah and the way that it revolves around the sun actually no rot- rotation yeah rotation is axis revolving around the sun am I saying that right yeah. anyway it's really important so the idea of a New Year is obviously like essentially timeless um, but the Gregorian calendar specifically is very new yeah um, and fun fact Greece was the last country in Europe to adopt the Gregorian calendar and continued to use what was called the improved calendar until 1923. Oh my god. Yeah, Yeah, the Orthodox did not want to give up. Like, there are still some Assyrians who celebrate Christmas January 7th. Um, A lot of Orthodox uh, churches still celebrate it on January 7th. And I'll be honest, I've been trying to get my family to do it on January 7th. (laughs) Imagine how much cheaper everything is oh, after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine doing that's Christmas shopping when everything is 75% off. Wow. That's right? a really, that's a good point. I can't argue with that. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm pro, I'm pro July or J- January 7th Christmas. So, but yeah, like the that. way, even just like thinking about calendars as like an instrument of power is really interesting. Cause like if you control time, like what don't you control in some ways so like mm. um con- like thinking about like the french revolution is always interesting because people you may remember from like high school history that they changed the calendar and like came up with a bunch of new month names and shit mm-hmm. and so like it's like stuff happened in thermidor there's like the thermidor revolution cuz that was the name of like one of the summer months i don't know i don't study france um, well, but yeah, calendars are actually super interesting. I feel like I, it's, uh, it also like has shaped how capitalism has like how all of the things we think about when it comes to workers' rights have been centered around hour, right? Like the time of your labor. And mm-hmm. unless you were on like a peace system, um, which of course was like different, right? Like harvesting a certain number of whatever. But I think for a long time, people have understood their productivity over like what it is to interpret time or an hour or however we're describing it and I think as workers we can try to use this to our advantage maybe and be like okay we can work eight hours a day but an hour is now what used to be 30 minutes and we're changing what fucking time is because we have the power (laughs) to do that yeah Mm, yeah that's really interesting (laughs) yeah that's my brain right now I'm really sorry I love it but um yes right yeah my mom did ask me about doing being gay and doing crimes uh it's also my mom's birthday today so she always has her birthday on New Year's Eve happy birthday to her (laughs) um and I guess I wanted to share just because I feel like it we're going to be talking about ourselves and being vulnerable on this episode so just as a heads up in case I'm more emotional than usual which like doesn't say much (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, my stepfather passed away this morning. Um, he's been battling pancreatic cancer for about nine months. And so, yeah, it's got me feeling extremely reflective and soft. So just a heads up. We love you, Laura. We love, love you, Laura. Love you. Yeah. And I'm also fucking glad that it's going to enter a new year, even if that's a fucking construct, because it feels really important to leave today and the pain leading up to today in last year hell yeah like even if something's a construct doesn't mean like you can't appreciate it and like appropriate it for your own like means whether that be healing or whatever you know or you know an excuse to like party your ass off like appropriate time as a construct however you want fuck yeah cool thanks (laughs) y'all Uh, I thought we could start by, like, thinking about the decades. So what are y'all's favorite moments from the 2010s? Oh, man, that is hard. I don't remember the last 10 years of my life. <laughs> it's very difficult to – I am very bad at, like I have to, – I have to reverse engineer moments of my life. Like, wait, what, what grade was I in when this happened? Yeah. Or what movie came out the following? <laughs> like, what year was yeah. The, the, I've been noticing with people's like end of decade list that it's mostly stuff from the past year or two. So I don't think you're alone in that. Exactly. Yeah, recency it's like total, total like, like recency bias. I don't remember yeah, anything right. basically the 2016 election. Before the <laughs> election, I don't remember it because my my the whole, the thing that I've enjoyed most the last decade that I can remember is watching like American politics completely fall apart and start to reshape. I love that. That's like my favorite thing that's been happening. Nice. It's it's hard. I I have like a hard time looking back on 2010 because, or this past decade, because like 2020, I was class of 2010 in high school. So like from 2009 to 2019, I graduated high school. I turned 18. I went to college. I graduated college. I started grad school. Like those are all very like milestoney things but like I went from being like a legal child to like an adult who's now 27 and like so much changes in your life from like the end of your teens to your like mid to late 20s so it's like oh what what are my favorite memories from the 2010s um like losing my innocence I guess I don't know um starting to pay like my own rent for the first time uh no but I guess like having cats like I now have my own cats that's Wallace. cool Wallace oh. Wallace <laughs> I love Wallace so much Wallace Momo Gerald shout out <laughs> they don't understand English nor do they listen to the podcast but shout out shout <laughs> out we love you they listen <laughs> they definitely fucking listen they're Patreon subscribers <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I was kind of having a hard time with, like, everyone doing their, like, decade in review, like, good moments, and I was like, I don't know why that doesn't really make me feel anything, like, I don't care, not about other people per se, about myself, um, but then I saw this tweet today, and I'm, I'm sorry because I forget who wrote it, but it was about, like, thinking about the, um, like, trauma and hardships you've overcome in the last decade, um, and, like, how you survived, and that struck me a lot more um so yeah I mean similar to Kellen I very much like (laughs) became an adult in the past decade uh because we're about the same age um 
but yeah, in 2011, um, in similar vulnerability to Laura, my one of my best friends died in a car accident, um, and that was our like my last year of high school, and that was a huge. Um, you know, thing for me. Also, I think the time period in which I became goth because I just was like so sad and like colors don't look nice to me anymore. Um, So that was a huge thing that I like never thought could possibly feel better. And um, it does, even though it's still like something I think about a lot. Um, And then I graduated college finally in 2018 after many schools and many, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) experiences, both negative and positive and um, attempts. So... I don't know. I think like, and then in, in the past e- year or two, I've you know my prefrontal cortex has filled in. Um, <laughs> we love to see it. Control. We love to see it. <laughs> so uh, those are my twenty tens, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I for me, it's really interesting because decades always feel significant to me because I was born uh, in ninety. So like. Every decade is also like my decade. Um, so I was 20 uh, when the decade started and I'm gonna be 30. And so I feel like it's it's always kind of interesting for me at these 10s because of that. Um, yeah, I mean, fucking being 20 years old, what is that even like? I don't even know. Like, I just feel like, for, for me, I, I feel like I've blocked out. I, I know I, when I was 20, I dropped out of college and lived in the middle of nowhere and Rocky Mountain, Colorado at 12,000 feet um, and essentially reinvented myself after like a really fucked up situation. Um, And then, yeah, same thing, graduated college, moved out to Portland, came back from Portland, went to grad school, dropped out of grad school, uh, started a podcast. Uh, oh, I guess probably the biggest thing is, oh my God, which we all fucking know what I'm going to say. Y'all probably knew before I would say it is like being like the gayest I've ever been now. Like that's a fucking big change from 2010. Even if I was already like interested in women, I feel like I've just become like very vocal, (laughs) (laughs) very, uh, proud and excited about this piece of my identity now yeah (laughs) yeah that's great yeah be gay do crimes it's like Colin said this is this is this is the last decade yeah for sure (laughs) yeah anything you want to add Walita favorite Um, memories my like I said it's just it's really hard in 2011 I lived in Iraq um, I moved there uh, to work on like a women's education program thing, um, and I went to school in the 2000s. Like I finished graduate school in the mid 2000s, um, so I was already J- you know I, I went to GW in DC, so I already came out really hating um, every, everything that the right. United States government for. And I quickly realized, like, this is all just meaningless, just meaningless rich people rewarding themselves and their children over and over again for generation after generation. Um, but, like, being overseas and seeing the impact of American war, I mean, I'm from Iraq, so I ha- also had, like, a different, uh, yeah. you know, 
personal viewpoint on it, but really seeing like we talk a lot about the military industrial complex and empire and how how we promote and and just uh, engender violence all over the world. But but rarely do we talk about um, the international development industrial complex, which is something that I just learned to hate in the 2010s um, because I did it as a job and realized it was just money being tossed around after we go into some place and fuck it up like Afghanistan or Iraq and then throw money at USAID, the Agency for International Development, for those who don't know, or the State Department to go in and, and NGOs and like private contractors that do sustainable development overseas. And it's just like, it's the same kind of shit. We just pay ourselves over again to rebuild the thing we messed up. Right. And we're not even really rebuilding it. We're just putting stuff on resumes and getting promoted and getting to travel and live overseas for be, being paid well and uh, it's it's just like I hated it so much that I couldn't stay for the entire I had left uh, before my contract was over because I was just disgusted by the whole thing um, that probably was the thing that really defined the rest of my because like I basically left all my degrees behind I was like I am qualified to work in government and I don't want to mm -hmm. uh, not, for this, not for this one anyway so that's when I completely changed course of what I wanted to do in my life and uh, yeah, I guess that's that's a thing that happened in the 2010s. Well, oh yeah, older and wiser. So I think like a related question I wanted to ask is like, where were you guys at this time in 2009? Like oh looking ahead God. to 2010, like what were you doing <laughs> at the end of 2009? Um, I doubt anybody's answer is more embarrassing than mine. So it's, mine's yeah. extremely dark. Uh, so you don't have to share. Don't want to. No, uh, it's fine. Um, for my my New Year's going into 2010, I was in a fucked up, fucked up relationship, extremely emotionally abusive, and yeah, was was spending time with him and his fam. And I don't think I, I think I already knew it was really scary, so I didn't really. I wasn't like reflecting in this way. I was just kind of like, okay, let's hope survival happens until the future year. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, I'm very much more like, I'm 30 now, bitch. Like I am, thank God, like survived that. And like that has created so much of who I am. So like, I don't know. I think at that time it's just so different because that specific time has still been so influential in my life. So it's so different in like the kind of anticipation of the changing of time and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was a senior in high school. Um, I was a big dumbass. Uh, I uh, was like, I guess I spent New Year's Eve 2009 with like three friends. Um, I hope no I don't think my mom listens to the podcast anymore um we were like sneaking like his parents vodka and like hanging out in his kitchen and then we like went upstairs and watched a movie and then I like made out with my boyfriend at the time who was terrible um and I just like didn't know myself or like what I wanted to do in the world and was like very straight laced and like path following and stuff and I just like look back at little 17 year old Kellen and just want to be like oh honey 
you don't have to do any of this. Mm -hmm. But I guess you have to learn that. And that's what I learned in the 2010s. Yeah, Yeah, because you also gained your prefrontal cortex. That's true. That's an important time. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Where it is, it's important. I just feel like I was a real dumbass for an extended period of time. That's yeah. like you don't have to be a dumbass, Kellen. You no. can you could be smart. You for, do. You know? It's the it's the rite of passage of your young twenties. Be yeah. a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't know any other way to be. Everyone yeah. in their twenties is an idiot because yeah. like we're learning, right? Yeah. We just came out of extreme hormonal yeah. like decade where we felt every feeling in the world twenty four yeah. hours a day for ten years. Yes, and. Then our twenties, we're adults. Okay, go pay rent now and bills. It's like what? I don't what? <laughs> right, right, exactly. No, we're all absolutely fucked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very hard. I think in two thousand nine. I think New Year's Eve two thousand nine. Oh God, where was? Two thousand nine was the year I moved back to Chicago from DC. I think in the fall. So New Year's Eve, I must have been here, and I think I had just started dating. A guy that I'm still friends with. Um, his name was Max. He was British, so we dated for a few years. So I learned everything British from him. Mm. Some cultural exchange going on. Yeah, yeah. I learned all the good British comics, the good British TV shows. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I actually, I thought I had no idea what I did on New Year's 2009, and I actually just remembered. Um, so the friend that I mentioned earlier that passed away, her name was Emma, and we met um, in the summer of 2009. My family went on Rosie O'Donnell's Gay Family Cruise, um, oh <laughs> which this is not something that like happens anymore, I don't think. But she would like rent out a whole cruise ship and then rent out the rooms to like families with like a, a queer family member or like or allies. Like it wasn't, you know, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't quiz you um and then like all the entertainers were like gay and queer people and um my my family went and there was this like teens corner for like activities and that's how I met Emma and we became really good friends like on this cruise ship like hung out 24 7 and then that winter I went she was from North Carolina and I went to go visit her and I don't think we did much I just like I don't know we like ran around outside or something (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I was doing in 2009. Love to see it. <laughs> so the next question, is there anything that you're particularly looking forward to leaving behind in the 2010s? Hillary Clinton. Here, here. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I love that you think that we're going to leave Hillary Clinton behind. <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wishful thinking. We're manifesting. We stand. (laughs) On my vision board for 2020. There you go. Love it. (laughs) So funny. Uh, I don't know. Liberals? I don't know. I'm looking forward to leaving, yeah, yeah, heteronormativity, gender roles. Just flush them down the toilet. Get Um, them out. Just get them out. They're actually they're very sludgy. Don't flush them down the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I think we should leave cancer behind. We should leave cancer behind. Fuck cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Donald Trump or his like presidency at the very least. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, Also, our the U.S. healthcare system. Let's just throw it down. Yeah. The trash. 
Also throw that away. It's also mm-hmm. garbage. The Supreme Court, the idea of the Supreme Court being just at all, throw it right down. Garbage. Uh-huh. <laughs> just Marie Kondo, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's yes. say, I'm really enjoying <laughs> the idea of like what politically we want to get rid of of the last decade. I'm like, wow, this opens up so many options. Mm. Oh, most political things I yeah. want to leave behind. Yeah. I like the visual of Marie Condoing and just like, like picking up the Supreme Court and being like, does not spark joy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Climate change denial. We'll just throw that right behind. Yeah. Dang. Perfect. Wow. So many, so many opportunities to leave things behind people. Truly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, imperialism. Capitalism. Capitalism's got to go. Get rid of it. Just the idea go. of government at all. <laughs> just throw them all away. Just get rid of it. Yeah, it's not working. It's we not working. are all we need. <laughs> um, except maybe Denmark. Denmark seems to be doing fine. Everyone's happy there. But other than that, I did spend a year of the 2010s in Denmark, and it was, in fact, the happiest year of my life. The studies are not wrong. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, let's just keep Denmark around, but otherwise. (laughs) Um, All right, so who has resolutions? Who does resolutions, and who has them for this coming year? Okay, well, I don't... I never have, like, done resolutions. I hate the idea of it. It feels like kind of an extension of capitalism where you then kind of self-punish yourself if you don't live up to these goals that you're setting for yourself that are undoubtedly influenced by your material situation. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Went on a little (laughs) bit of a materialist rant there. But uh, I don't know. As I don't think we've announced this in a regular episode. What? I quit my job and am going to be focusing on the podcast. Um, So really, 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 if you've been holding out on doing a Patreon, please do. Um, We're going to have tons more content and I'm going to be putting all my energy into the podcast and then also actually uh, putting out an album for the music that I write. So for me, it definitely, like, it doesn't feel like a resolution, but it feels like, you know, because this past year has been very much with my stepfather being sick, like, thinking about how short life is and how, like, we spend so much of our life just, like, fucking in the hamster wheel trying to survive. And it felt really important to just, like, be like, no, I'm not going to play that game anymore and I'm just going to fucking do these things. Um, and I love the job that I have. Like, I think it's really meaningful, but I really couldn't do all of the things. Um, and I also wanted to be here for my mom and working on the podcast. Like, it allows me to have that flexibility. So, yes, we're super grateful to all of you, super grateful to the coven. I wouldn't be able to do it if it weren't for them. And it just feels like a resolution. It just feels like because it's happening, like, at the new year that it's, like, it's not a resolution. It's like it's fucking happening, and we're making these changes, and we're manifesting this shit into the world. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Zoe, what about you? Any resolutions? So I don't yet have my twenty twenty ones. I kind of feel like 
I don't know, I'm not good at writing resolutions. I feel like I'm making rules for myself, and as a Sag, I hate rules, but I do <laughs> like to kind of think of some things that I'm going to, like, try to manifest in the new year, but usually it's, like, after New Year's that I start actually thinking about it. So I did find a note in my phone of my 2018 resolutions, mm. um, which I thought I would share with you all. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> so this is from January 1st, 2018, and I remember I was, like, sitting with my friend Adir, and we both were, like, making lists in our phone. So... In 2018, my plans were to finish college, stop saying slash sending things before you think about them. Oops, I did that last night. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, oopsie. <laughs> take your meds, keep up with physical therapy, less emotional masochism, stop making decisions that you know are bad and irresponsible, stop making out with your coworkers, oops. and finally, <laughs> forgive yourself for not being able to do all of the things above. Oh. <laughs> We love to see it. We love to see it. So, yeah, I usually do it more on January 1st when I'm, like, I'm feeling that, like, refreshed feeling. So, you know, maybe I'll get back to you guys tomorrow with a new list. Yes, please. Sound (laughs) it out into the world if you do because I'll do it with you or something. (laughs) Amazing. Kellen, what about you? Any resolutions? Yeah, I don't usually make resolutions because I feel like sort of of like what Laura said, but – in its inverse is that I also feel like resolutions are often framed in a way that they're supposed to make you feel bad for what you haven't done Mm -hmm. over the past year, which as we all know, could easily have been much longer than it actually is or had many more days in it. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so I, I like try to actively avoid doing things that make me feel bad about myself because I think I like inherently already feel bad about bad enough about myself that like I don't need to further you know seek out activities that will do that um so I don't yeah I don't really have any like resolutions either I I, you know I always I think I always have resolutions for myself but I don't frame them around years possibly because I have a view of time that I have already expressed um, where it doesn't feel like the new year really means, I, unlike Laura, I don't feel like the new year really means that much to me. Um, so I have resolutions, but they're for things that I'm already like actively working on, like, you know, trying to, um, trying to like do away with fear in my life and like not act based on fear, but, but like to have other emotions motivating my choices like stuff like that um so I guess I would carry that one into 2020 I definitely am carrying that into 2020 yeah I don't make resolutions um for the same reasons I I already have enough things that I have to do (laughs) that I'm just like why am I giving myself more work that's ridiculous (laughs) Plus, I'm very, I'm, I'm very lucky. I got this gene, I guess, from my dad, in that I'm very lucky that once I decide to do something, I just do it. Like when I, when I stopped eating gluten, I, it was overnight, right? I once, I was a vegetarian once for five years, and it was like overnight. I just stopped eating meat. Like I can just decide to do or not do something. It's me too, because we're Sagittarius. Exactly. That's what we do. Because <laughs> I'm the exact same. Yeah, it's just a thing. Like. So I don't need to do it in January. I can just decide in April that, like, I should really, really learn Russian. And then I'll just learn <laughs> Russian for the next year or two. <laughs> but I have to really want to do it. So giving myself pointless tasks to do dur- during the year is just pointless for me. Lita, are you a Russian ax- asset? I am. I mean, I'm not. 
You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Russian is a very pretty language. I don't know. I want to learn. <laughs> a lot of people would agree with that, but I think it's pretty. Um, okay, so we got some resolutions. Um, what are you guys? What are you guys looking forward to most in the new year? Turning thirty. Hell yeah! Also, looking forward to being there when Laura turns thirty. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm also really looking forward to freaking season of the bitch blowing up, and because yeah. there's got to be times in this year that I see all of you, so I'm fucking looking forward to that. Because anytime we can all see each other, it's the best. Hell yeah! Hell yes! Oh, also one of my closest friends from childhood is getting married this year so that'll be fucking dope Aww. i love that i love weddings yeah i cry i cry the moment the wedding starts i'm crying and i don't stop until it's finished oh. <laughs> i can't help it oh my god <laughs> wow it's true it's amazing <laughs> i haven't thought about what i'm looking forward to in 2020 um putting aside political things because we all know what i'm oh, looking yeah. forward to in 2020 yeah. um, I'm hoping to like do I have this year has been a very hard year on me and my family just financially and health wise we had to move like it's just been a very very hard year um, I'm just looking forward to 2020 being a steady line like no more dips I just want it to be a flat line at least that's like the most I can ask for at this point yeah yeah, I similarly don't think so much in terms of like what am I looking forward to in this calendar year so much as like what am I looking forward to in like general future but I, I think I'm like looking forward to um, well there's lots of like little stuff like I'm looking forward to seeing Laura for her birthday as well yes. seeing the rest hey. of the coven um, <laughs> yes. I'm looking forward to being almost fucking done by the by like this time next year I will be almost done with my dissertation and like almost ready to graduate which is like grad school which is huge yeah um yeah I'm like really excited about that I'm excited to see where the podcast goes I'm excited to like I don't know I feel like the like 20 I've sort of was joking about it earlier but I feel like the 2010s was like a long extended really painful period of me like becoming myself and I think 2020 is going to be more of that. So I'm excited to, like, become the most me and best version of me, I think. Awesome. Or at least keep working on it, you know. Yeah. I'm waiting to hear back from grad school. So hopefully in 2020 I'll be starting grad school. And by this time next year I'll be telling you all how much I hate it. Hell yeah. Yep. yep. And <laughs> living with me in Buffalo. Yeah, so. hopefully. If you yeah. guys turn out to be roommates, I will throw myself off a cliff. <laughs> um, wow. Hopefully, I thought like you were going to say you'd come live with us. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, then I'll move there too. You're like, no, then I'll die. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I would love to come live there. I was assuming that I wouldn't be able to. <laughs> no, you're, you're definitely able to. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Anyway, anyway, um, I think it's time for my astrolo astrology corner with Zoe. <laughs> astrology corner, she's coming for you. 
Zoe's gonna oh, look yeah. at the stars. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I made up a dance while you were singing. Yes, perfect. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I tried to keep it short, but I just want to talk about a few like major planetary movements that will be happening in the next decade. If you want to look more at just the next year, there's a lot of good stuff if you just like basically Google like major movements or retrogrades in 2020. But I didn't want to read all of them. So anyway, um, so Uranus will be entering Gemini. Uranus is in each sign for um, seven years, and it's the planet of innovation, rebellion, and progress. So in 2025, it will be entering Gemini, which means that the way we process and get information will change. That probably means there'll be some sort of um, major tech advancement in regards to communication. Whoa. A um, I learned this. Um, I was reading a, an article about this from Lisa Stardust, who is an astrologer that I really like. Uh, the first computer was built during um, the when Uranus was in Gemini in the 40s. So we can definitely expect to have some tech advances towards the middle of the decade. Uh, the next one, Neptune, will enter Aries. Neptune stays in each sign for about 14 years. It's the planet of dreams, imagination, and the unconscious. It will be leaving Pisces and heading into Aries also in 2025. Um, that will mean that impulses will tend to run high. There's, that's going to be like a pretty uh, intense energetic shift, as Laura, who has both Pisces and Aries strongly in her chart, could attest love to. love to see it. <laughs> um, this probably means people will become less passive and more just like straightforward aggressive when declaring their beliefs um, or and... are we not in the straightforward aggressive mode of declaring our beliefs at this point no or are we at season of the bitch just ahead of the curve yeah we are. yeah well, no, you're just both Aries so you're always on that right you know <laughs> Kellen and I don't have another way of communicating it's just like right. oh do you want like I, my friends will either be like thank you I know you're telling me the truth because you can't yeah yep. so it will be heightened though for you yeah um and people will be more inclined to take a stand and fight for what's right and another interesting fact that I got from Lisa Stardust's article in Cosmo is that the civil war started during the last time Neptune was in Aries so oh, oh cool. shitters wow oh my god <laughs> so, we'll see we'll see what's up this time oh. I literally in my head was like I'm fucking ready and then I was like that's really intense Laura <laughs> <laughs> we'll see yeah uh, the next one, Pluto will enter Aquarius. So Pluto stays in each sign for up to 30 years. It is the ruler uh Zoe, I love that yeah. you wrote Pluto at first, though. Oh. <laughs> no, I. it's amazing. I just was like, Pluto enters Aquarius. Yeah, Pluto. Okay. Um, no, so uh, Pluto rules power, intensity, obsession, and control. Pluto is a transformative planet that blows up outdated views. It pushes us to evolve and grow. Uh, the caveat is that people do not like change, so the resistance to personal growth is where the explosive energy mm. becomes transparent. When Pluto enters Aquarius in 2023, we can expect major technological and scientific advances as well. So it's going to be a pretty advancing decade, whatever oh that between between a transformative planet that blows up outdated views and major technological and scientific mm -hmm. advances, it sounds like we're going to finally have 
uh, luxury gay space communism. Fuck yeah. It does sound like that, yeah. If I were to guess, that's what it is saying, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that would be my guess as well. Cool. It's happening, finally. (laughs) And then, so those are all the uh, big decade things. There is one specific 2020 movement that I wanted to mention because as a Sag, I'm very excited. Of course. That December 14th, 2020, there will be a total solar eclipse in Sagittarius. Yes. Sagittarius is associated with education, philosophy, um, and at the end of 2020, uh, it's seen as a significant, any like major uh, total solar eclipse is like a renewal, like kind of big changes. Um, it's seen as like a new beginning. So, total solar eclipses are rare events. They occur somewhere on Earth every 18 months or so, but it's estimated that they only recur at any given place uh, once every 360 to 410 years. Mm. So, the Sag solar eclipse will be most visible from Chile and Argentina. So, if anyone wants to plan a trip with me to go see it, let me Absolutely fucking Lily, let's go to <laughs> Patagonia! Oh my god. Hell yeah. I would so fucking die. To, that is like my dream like place to, to go. Trip. I'm ready. Yeah. Anyone who wants to fund the coven going to see the Sag solar eclipse, we will love you forever. Thank you so much. Holy shit. Yeah. Consider it. <laughs> Consider it, please. Consider it. And uh, the final thing for, um, you know, Zoe's Astrology Corner is <laughs> that I wanted, to, I wanted to pull a tarot card. I just got this new deck, so I'm super excited. Yes. Um, the Bad Girl Tarot deck, and I wanted to just pull a card as, like, kind of inspiration for 2020. So I pre-shuffled so I could do my little 2020 ritual thing. And the card for 2020 is... Ooh, the King of Swords. Yes. Oh, also, shout out to our listener, Megan, for me tweeting, I really want Bad Girl Tarot, and she fucking sent it to me for my birthday, and that is so sweet. Holy shit! We love it! It's such a cool deck, and I especially love the King of Swords, which I just drew. So all the cards are, like, uh, not cis men, and specifically the King of Swords is a woman of color sitting on a throne. I'll post a picture. She's holding her sword. Sounds Um, okay. (laughs) And (laughs) let me read the description. Sorry, I have to pull it up real quick. Um, So I will read, yeah, the description that I have for this one. So the main themes are clarity, mental strength, cerebral. Power lies in the mind. Intellectual strength gives the king of swords her edge, ruling with dignity and authority. Her judgment is sound based on objectivity to find the honest truth. She detaches herself from emotions and believes in solving problems using her intellect and fair objectivity. Thriving under structure and rules, the king of swords is able to sort through systems and look back at history in order to find her answers. She asks you to accumulate your wealth of knowledge and detach yourself from your emotions. Research before making important decisions, carefully weighing all options with scrutiny. Experience has led the King of Swords to embrace rules and to lead with a conscious compass. In her kingdom, structure allows freedom to flourish. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) So there we have it. (laughs) All right. Looking forward to it. Um, Well... The card I pulled for uh, 2020 as an inspiration for 2020 was The Lovers. Ooh. Um, partnerships, union, duality. A union where forces are united 
Also, my deck is freaking beautiful, too. It's all, like, black and white, like, line drawings. And this has um, two naked people, one more femme, one more mask. And um, also, like, a woman of color and, like, just stunning, stunning, stunning stuff. Um, but anyway, I'll also take a screenshot of it. A union where forces are united. There is a relationship here where one piece fulfills the other, creating balance, harmony, and peace. Where one side is weak, the other is strong, and vice versa. This is a union where one can depend on the other, blessed by nature, that pushes each other to grow and expand. Aw. That's sweet. Nice. I like that. Bodes well. Yeah. Bodes well for us all. Everyone is having a loving time. Good. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. So we got a request on Instagram for this episode to do a reading of Gramsci's New Year's essay. Um, so it's a little lengthy. I thought we could like take turns reading the paragraphs. Yeah. I put the link there for y'all. Cool. Who wants to start? Go ahead. Okay. We can just do like popcorn reading. Yeah. So um, this letter or essay is from 1916. Every morning when I wake under the pall of the sky, I feel that for me it is New Year's Day. That's why I hate these New Year's that fall like fixed maturities, which turn life and human spirit into a commercial concern with its neat final balance. It's outstanding amounts, it's budgets for the new management. They make us lose the the continuity of life and spirit. You end up seriously thinking about between one year and the next there is a break, that a new history is beginning. You make resolutions and you regret your irresolution, and so on and so forth. This is generally what's wrong with dates. Popcorn to Kellen. Thank you so much because I was really hoping that I would get to read this next part because I really res- it really resonates with me. I don't see why. <laughs> <laughs> they say that chronology is the backbone of history. Fine. But we also need to accept that there are four or five fundamental dates that every good person keeps lodged in their brain which have played bad tricks on history. They too are New Year's. The New Year's of Roman history or of the Middle Ages or of the modern age. Time isn't real, be gay, do crimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Popcorn to Alita. And they have become so invasive and fossilizing that we sometimes catch ourselves thinking that life in Italy began in 752 and that 1490 or 1492 are like mountains that humanity vaulted over, suddenly finding itself in a new world coming into a new life. So the date becomes an obstacle, a parapet that stops us from seeing that history continues to unfold along the same fundamental unchanging line without abrupt stops, like when at the cinema, the film rips and there is an interval of dazzling light. Popcorn to Laura. Mm. That's why I hate New Year's. I want every morning to be a new year for me. Every day I want to reckon with myself, and every day I want to renew myself. No day set aside for rest. I choose my pauses myself when I feel drunk with the intensity of life, and I want to plunge into animality to draw from from it with new vigor. No spiritual time serving. I would like every hour of my life to be new, though connected to the ones that have passed. No day of celebration with its mandatory collective rhythms to share with all the strangers I don't care about. Because our grandfathers, <laughs> grandfathers, and so on celebrated, we too should feel the urge to celebrate. This is nauseating. 
Should I finish it or do I pass it? You can finish it. I await socialism for this reason, too, because it will, will hurl all the trash of these dates which have no resonance in our spirit, and if it creates others, they will at least be our own, and not the ones we have to accept without reservations from our silly ancestored ancestors. Hell yeah. I think this is essentially, I just want to say, I think that we in this episode have essentially reinvented Gramsci. Okay, uh, we talked about throwing stupid shit in the trash, we yep. talked about how Time isn't real. Be gay, do crimes. Yep. Talked about New Year's being dumb and resolutions being dumb. If anybody ever tells you you're not as smart as Gramsci, just be like, uh, you clearly didn't listen to the New Year's episode 2020 of Season of the Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it would be kind of cool to close this episode the way that Marx closed a letter to Angles at the yes. end of 1861. He said... In the meantime, may I wish you in advance every happiness for the new year. If it is anything like the old one, I, for my part, would sooner consign it to the devil. Yes. <laughs> Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This has been Season of the Bitch. Happy New Year. As always, you can holler at your girls on instagram and twitter at season of the bee you can uh send us your dollars on patreon we got a bunch of cool stuff up there right now um and you can always listen to your episodes early um and you can rate review subscribe on itunes and uh yeah happy new year bitches happy, happy new, year. new year happy new year Love you. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.